If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, September 28th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for Waze. My name is... Do you want to talk about it? I feel like I always say that. I, we, there was a, a, a truck hit a bridge that's pretty close to our house. So the bridge is closed, like the surface street is closed, but it was at, the truck was driving down a highway. So two or three lanes of the highway are also closed. So yesterday was just a, a disaster. The back roads were flooded. Everything was crazy. And I guess it's going to be that way for a few days until they can inspect the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I just had to use ways to go run errands and go pick up Ellie and stuff. And I was just so grateful for it. My- and also, you know, it just occurred to me, <laughs> which really sucks is that bridge. I just remember the bridge that they built is brand new. Hasn't even opened three months. Right. Yeah. Somewhere. They're working really hard. Somebody, this is, this is where the governor is saying, see, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Or whoever signs off on bridges in the state of Georgia. When I was a kid, I went to a school that was by the airport, which in Atlanta is next to the Delta headquarters where my dad used to work. So he would like drive me to work. I mean, he would drive me to school and then go to work, you know, every day. And he was so proud of himself because he knew exact traffic patterns like by time, but he also knew probably four or five different routes, like back back roads. Alternates, detours, if you will. Detours. And now back roads aren't as impressive because if you just click, I don't want to be on the freeway, Waze will help you find a way there. But back in the day, like I never understood. I'm like, why is he so proud of the fact that he knows all these like back ways to get somewhere? But if you strip away Waze... And you yeah. don't have a, like, you're stuck in traffic, so you're not pulling out a map to, like, try to figure out where you're going. Knowing back roads is, like, a superpower. There is a woman who, uh, in one of the neighborhoods that Waze took me through yesterday afternoon, who I, I did not see her physically doing this, but immediately in front of her driveway in the middle of the road was a garbage can lying on its side. Mm-hmm. And I think just based on the look on her face and the way she was marching back up her driveway, I think she was so annoyed at people cutting through her neighborhood. Maybe they were going too fast. Yeah. Whatever. That she put that in the middle of the driveway or in the middle of the road. And it occurred to me that her, those people didn't have... That was never an issue back in your dad's day because right. his route didn't take him through tiny little neighborhoods. It was just an, an, an alternate to the highway. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like a, whatever. Now these tiny little neighborhoods just get their butts kicked whenever there's a traffic wreck. Yeah. But grateful for ways. It's very helpful. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that Ellie had a really creative idea the other day. Man, she's because I was running low. She's on the cooler creative. than us, and she is better a better dresser than us. And now she's smarter than us. And now she's smarter than us. So I have been putting all of my creative energy into our studio and our clients that we're doing a podcast for this weekend. And so is Jeff. Like, and I get this thing from school that says that there's like a character day where you are supposed to, your kid's supposed to dress as their favorite book character. So I'm thinking through Ellie's 
books that I know that she loves, like thinking about what would be easy to dress up as. And I am just coming up with nothing. Like she loves a farm. There's like a farm book. So I'm like, okay, do I dress her up as like a pig? But I feel like when you're talking about character day, you think of like Cat in the Hat or Curious George or really recognizable book characters. Uh And I just couldn't think of any. And What about the little blue truck? Maybe a pain in the butt. To make, Costume, right? That she loves that book. Right. But how would I dress her up as right. a truck? Like everything I was coming up with, I'm like a lot of the books that she's into don't have obvious main characters or, you know, like she likes a good night train book, but there's not one character. It's everybody goes to sleep. So. Have you thought about dressing her up as, as Jesus? <laughs> she could say my favorite book's the Bible. No. Or Moses. My favorite book's the Old Testament. I think that we would probably get kicked out of school for doing that. Actually, no, we probably wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe they would. I mean, the school's on a church campus. Right. So maybe they they would. We do live in the South. Yeah. Maybe they would just march her across the street to the church and say, look what we found. New recruit. (laughs) Um, So she came up with the idea that she wanted to, she said, mom, I want to dress like Bobby, which is her stuffed animal. Bobby is like taking on a life of his own. He's been in all of our family pictures, Ellie's school pictures. He's famous in this family now. And I realized that Bobby has a book. There's this whole line of stuffed animals called Jelly Cat stuffed animals. And they come with a book. So if I were a horse, if I were a dog, whatever. So if I were a puppy is the name of the book that Bobby is made from. Yeah. Yeah. So I got on Amazon and I was able to put together bits and pieces of Halloween costumes to order her like the perfect little Bobby outfit. Yeah. And I'm so excited. First of all, genius, Ellie, because it's your favorite thing. We may have found also a double Halloween costume. And I let her pick out the parts of it that she wanted. So when we do that, there's no, no, I don't want to wear that because she got to pick it out. So I'm very excited that that is like taken care of, checked off the box. It's supposed to arrive today sometime. So- you know what I thought Check. of? We've got to uh, we've got to do a Bobby rotation. We, we do have to do a Bobby we, rotation. We were so proud of ourselves when Ellie first became obsessed with Bobby. When Ellie, when Bobby became Ellie's thing, right? Ellie's best buddy, right? Yeah. Um, I said we got to go buy a a backup Bobby mm-hmm. so that when Bobby gets left at the mall or you know falls off, you know, goes all Toy Story and falls out of the car at a gas station, right? right? Then we have a backup Bobby and some brilliant, and I, so we thought we were brilliant for this idea, but we talked about it on the show and everybody does that. Mm-hmm. We're not, it wasn't a new idea. And many people said, you need to rotate so that the wear is uniform between Bobby A and Bobby B, mm-hmm. Right. And I just, I th- saw, th- was looking at Bobby the other day and I thought, oh, I think Bobby needs to- It's time for a rotation. Take, take a bath. And then the Bobby that comes out of the dryer. Yeah. Is, so we have, and we do that probably like once every three months or so. And, and it's really it, effective because they look identical. It's been a minute though. Yeah. So I'll, I'll switch him out later this week. Uh, I had such, yesterday at the office, such an awkward encounter- in, in the in the same spot with the same person, and I st- struggle with whether or not I should have said something. Okay, I didn't say anything at the time, and 
two minutes after it happened, I realized I, I, it wouldn't have been harmful to say something because I think maybe now she just thinks I'm a complete weirdo. But there is one spot in our office where there are two men's rooms, men's bathrooms, right across the hall from each other. It's so random. I don't know. There's not two women's rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Is there? No. There's just one woman's room. One. Yeah. Okay. You okay? Yeah. I feel like I lost you for a second. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. I'm here. So there's one ladies room. There's two men's rooms. I go into one, go to the bathroom, go to wash my hands, and there's no soap in the bathroom. So I just walk out the door of one men's room and walk in the door of the other men's room. But when I open the door, there's a woman walking by who I almost startled. Right. And she looked and we made eye contact. And then she watched me walk right into the men's room, walk from one men's bathroom into yes. the other men's bathroom. The same exact thing happened about three hours later. Same woman. Oh, I mean, it was almost as though somebody replayed it. And what does she think is going on with me that I'm just running from men's room to men's room? You know, I got to be honest, she is probably not thinking about you. You are probably right. But I have thought about it every hour since it's happened. Two days ago, I get a message on Instagram from a woman that works in the same industrious location that we do. And we've kind of like made friends. And she said, hey, I know that your studio is not opening until this weekend, but I was wondering if there was any way that I could come in there. I'm going to be a guest on someone's podcast. Like, is it ready enough that I could record in there a couple days early? And my natural instinct is to say yes. Like, that's what I do all the time. I've made a career out of managing people, right? Like managing talent, managing whatever. And my answer, my stock answer is, yeah, absolutely. And then figure it out afterwards. And I think that pending you're not talking about, I mean, I wouldn't have said yes if she was like, do you think we could uh, launch a rocket out of the studio? And I would have been like, um, no. But if it's something in my wheelhouse, I prefer to say yes and then scramble to figure it out. And man, was it a scramble. (laughs) It was a scramble because we were not, we're ready for podcasters to sit down like in chairs, but we weren't ready for someone to say, hey, can I do a Zoom in here? Which is something I want people to be able to do. I just wasn't ready for it yet. So Jeff scrambled on his end to try to get everything functioning. And then I scrambled on on the other end. Can you elaborate on your scramble? Okay, it wasn't really a scramble. Okay. I was not scrambling. Jeff was scrambling, but the scramble came in because Zoom and I don't get along. This is like me and A-L-E-X-A, okay? We just don't, we have a history. We don't get along well. I am convinced that Zoom just doesn't like me in the same way that I think our A-L-E-X-A doesn't like me because she always listens to Jeff, does not listen to me. <laughs> we we log into Zoom to like check it out and it's not working. And Jeff, how long did we spend yesterday? trying to figure out Zoom. I mean it was it was probably a full hour because we it tested okay, but then when we actually did a practice call, it didn't connect and I said, "Oh, well, goodness, what the problem?" And then we, so you so we're assuming the problem is with the studio because that's where the there's 20 different connections. Right. So we assume that the problem's there and then just for the heck of it I said, "You know what? Let's just Zoom from your laptop to my desktop." That didn't work. They said, well, let's just do, so we tried like five different things 
And the only thing that I could kind of maybe think of was that Zoom, because we were using the free plan. We don't have a paid Zoom account. Right. Maybe Zoom, if you're on the same Wi-Fi network, just, you know, maybe their attitude is, look, get off your butt and just go be in the same room. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to foot the bill for you just to be lazy and be down the hall from each other. Right. Maybe. So I had a friend, um, Jessica, who's our producer and she's based in California. I was like, can I zoom you real quick? And she zoomed and it worked fine. Yeah. Worked fine. And it was great. And our friend Ashley like chipped in too. We did a test run with her and all as well. I still am convinced that zoom hates me 100% of the time that I log into Zoom, it either says this isn't working or you need to update or there's just, it's just never as easy as the other mediums. Um, anyway, so we figured that out. We came in and then we figured out after that, that she actually wasn't recording with Zoom. Yeah. It was but using a different platform. <laughs> it was using a different platform. However, uh, I think she had a great experience and now we know that Zoom works in the studio. So I'm really excited and I love that philosophy of just saying yes and figuring it out later, being like a person that says yes. And I think that's a terrible idea in your personal life. But in business, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And had she not been in there, that's our opportunity to get in front of her and show her what we're capable of. One thing that I'm proud of us that we we did, hopefully you didn't throw away these notes, but I, I want to document the process because I, I don't know what, if there's a name for it or whatever, but I make a lot of assumptions and logic leaps in my thinking because I've done things so many times. So I'll forget to say something like plug the camera into the USB into the blue USB port. And like me, I would have no clue, but you've done it 5 million times. So if I'm writing up the directions, I probably wouldn't include that or I would just forget Mm -hmm. it. So when we started to set up the Zoom, I asked Callie to come in there and then I said out loud every single thing that I was doing. And if something didn't make sense, Callie would ask me Mm -hmm. and fill in the blanks. And then from those notes, we can make it's kind of like what I assume cookbooks are like, you know, like chefs cook their own. Laura Lee, who's our our friend that's a chef, she's probably cooked her recipes 30 times, no yeah. less than 30 times before it goes into a cookbook. And then when you're writing that down the directions for other people, she's such a seasoned chef that she's probably like, oh, well, that's obvious. Or, you know, just leave something out where you and I are like, wait, how do you crack an egg? Like, yeah. what, what is that? I need further explanation to this. So I think it's the same thing. You're just so, but that's good that I have no experience and you do. So I can be right. the guinea pig for whatever, what most people that are using a studio are, are going to be going through. The number one sign that I am getting older is I no longer want new gadgets. The new iPhone. First it was your back. Right. At first it was my, my, <laughs> then my back might go out. Then it was your progressive lenses. And yes. now you're done with new technology. I just, I, I know there's a new iPhone. I couldn't even tell you what the super great features of it are. I, there was a point in Jeff's existence where he would send like interns, right? To the Apple I store to wait in line them. for that, him. You like, would pay interns? 
it didn't have to be an intern. The, the time that you're thinking of, it happened to be an intern because we talked about it on the radio. Yeah. But I paid an intern, a buddy of mine and I each chipped in like a hundred bucks. And then we paid an intern. Yeah. You know, $200 to sit in line all day to get the new iPhone when it came out or whatever, buy one for each yeah. of us, you know? Um, and now like for, for the studio we're we're, we're going to video component for it. And there's, I bought a gadget that normally I would have it plugged in and hooked up and, and have already read the manual. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even have had dinner last night. I would have gone in the other room just to work on it. And I unpacked it. It has so many buttons. <laughs> there's just so many You're things. Like, I'll get to it. I'm like, ah. like I have to get to it. Yeah. But I just, I'm just, and it just occurred to me that I don't have, and it just, the, the level of annoyance that I have at the studio wiring and cabling and stuff yeah. that used to excite me, it is just. Old I'm, and jaded. I'm just over it. Did you um talk about on the show, I can't remember because you and I have talked about it several times, about the amazingness that is the Amazon refurbished Things for people who are looking for a deal or trying not to spend as much money on something brand new. Yeah, if somebody buys something, uh, it's not, it doesn't have to be refurbished. But if you go to your search bar on, I, I don't, there's a way to do it on your phone, but it works best on a desktop computer. It's easiest. But at the top of, of where you type in, you go to Amazon.com at the top, there's a little pull down thing next to the search bar where you can select different Departments, uh-huh. electronics, cameras, household goods, whatever. Um, look for Amazon Warehouse. And that's where if somebody buys something and unpacks it and it doesn't use it, right? Mm-hmm. They send it back. Even if you, and they rank everything. So so if you find something, this is real. I use it for electronics. So if you find something in there, like. Say like an air fryer. You find an air fryer. Oh, our coffee maker. Okay. Yeah. So you find this coffee maker in there and, and, and the one that we bought is $700 new or something like that. You go in there, go into Amazon warehouse and you search for the exact same model that you want. And when you click through, it'll give you excellent condition, you know, which means it's in it. It's been opened, but it's in its original box, yeah. all of its parts, blah, blah. And it goes all the way down to good. You know, it's excellent very good, good, then fine, acceptable or yeah. something. Even if you, the, I have routinely purchased the lowest category in that. And it usually means that the packaging is destroyed. Now, how much cheaper, how much of a deal are you getting? I got our coffee maker for half 50% off. Okay. I got a camera that we're going to be using in the studio, a 4k OBS bot camera that mm-hmm. I think is 350 bucks. I got it for 153. So these are huge savings I and got, you can find it. I on- got a Roadcaster Pro 2 that I think is a seven or $800 thing. I got it for 475 I wonder bucks. if they do that for like kids toys. I'm sure. I wonder, I, that's kind of like thrifting for Christmas. If you don't want to pay full price for something, like go check out Amazon Warehouse and see yeah. if they have stuff like for your kids or maybe Halloween costumes or I don't know, whatever you could want. I know and understand and appreciate that the world is Taylor Swift crazed. I get it. She's amazing. 
Her music is life-changing. I'm all about it. I however, think, however, however, um, I think that there's a point that people are getting to that's a little, a little much. And I think I'm going to say to those of you that are now trying to buy tickets to Kansas City Chiefs games just because Taylor Swift went once, because that is a thing. It was in the news. Like first, you know, her- That dude's jersey, Kelsey's jersey. Up by 400%. Okay, okay. Trying to get tickets to a game that you haven't cared about until Taylor Swift went to one. I'm going to be your friend here and say, let's back it off just a little bit. Let's back off the crazy a little bit. You don't have to fake liking things because- I don't think it's fake like. You think people are all of a sudden interested in the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. I think no. no. I don't know if they're interested in the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think they're interested in in Taylor Swift. And I think they love Taylor Swift and they want to experience what she experienced. No, that is overkill. They want to be there. They want to share it on social media. Yeah. That is overkill. That is crazy. And we need to, your friend Callie is telling you to back off a little bit. It's a little weird. No, and here, I'm going to defend the Swifties because aren't there restaurants in LA that exist purely because of reality TV show? Like, isn't the whole Vanderpump, isn't the the Vanderpump and that Scandival thing or whatever that was, they were all restaurants. Tom Tom, right, was one of them. They're all restaurants that people go to because there might be a reality show. That's, you know, no offense to the people on those reality shows, but that's just a reality show. Mm-hmm. And people are going out of their way to make reservations and go there and have dinner. This is no different. This I is- completely disagree. And I also think I'm talking to the same people who showed up at someone else's wedding because Taylor was going to be there. Like we're crossing the lines of rational here. And it's just, it's a little much. You are forgetting that you and I tried to get a hotel room at the resort Paul McCartney was staying at because Paul McCartney was staying there. Okay. I was doing that for you. But so I'm crazy? Um, It's a little much. Now that I think, yes, if I'm going to stick to what, to my feelings about Taylor Swift, I have to stick to my feelings about Paul McCartney and that I I think that, yeah. Okay. So if. And by the way, we didn't wind up staying at the same hotel because it's real cute how we thought we could look up prices of really expensive hotels online. And so Jeff called them and they're like, yeah, it's 15,000 per night. And just Jeff so, was like, cool. Click. Just so you know, if the hotel doesn't list their rates online, you can't afford it. It And we went into it. We're like, okay, we can, okay, we'll just, we'll pull money out of savings. We'll spend $800. If they right. say it's $800 for one night, we'll stay one night and then we'll go back to our other accommodations. But that'll be like life-changing because we get to stay where Paul McCartney is and maybe run into him in the lobby for $800, okay? Yeah. And then Jeff calls her like, yeah, so it starts at 15000 a night. And yeah. Jeff was like, <laughs> Actually, I don't think you laughed. I think you were like, okay, great, great. And great. what are your- Thank you. Now, does that include, well, how many little boxes of cereal can I get at the Continental Breakfast? <laughs> and do you have good cereal or is it like the off-brand stuff? What are we talking here? Um, yeah, so I don't think, I, I appreciate your passionate point of view, but 
I hope you keep that in mind if we ever hear that Justin Timberlake is attending uh, an event at, at a building near our house because you certainly... I wouldn't do it. Okay. Nope, I would not do it. Here are your three random things for today. Uh, McDonald's is adding two new sauces uh, for breakfast. There's a spicy and sweet jam being added to the menu. Mm. And uh, there's a mambo sauce, which apparently is a Washington, D.C. area delicacy. Mambo? Mambo, like mambo number five. Mm. Um, It's a tomato-based sauce that has sweet, spicy, and tangy flavors. Uh, Both will be available Starting October 9th, it will be a limited time run to see how they are received. Your second random thing for today is that researchers are working on a new drug that will eventually trick your muscles into thinking they have worked out. So is that going to mean you get totally ripped or does that mean you lose weight? It means you're going to lose. Or you just feel sore. It means you're going to lose weight. I wonder if you would be sore though. Like if your body is like, oh, we've been, you know. Like we're tired, Um, but it controls how your body uses energy and it burns more calories. Now, right now it's just in rats. So we're like at least five years away from them even testing it on human beings. But holy, it was tempic. This is like going to be, can you imagine what Ellie's generation of people is going to look like if they don't ever have to like work out or- Or it's going to get to the point where super in shape is absolutely unattractive because the assumption will be, oh, you just bought, took the pills. Yeah. You know, oh, there's no effort that went into that. Yeah. You know, you know how it is. You know how us old folks look at people who are 19, 20, 21 years old and we're like, oh, whatever. They don't even know. You're Call 19. Me. Yeah, 19. Of course you look like that. Call me when you're in your 30s. I'm tired. <laughs> Bad skin and lumpy. All right, here's your third random thing. Uh, the Montana Surf Soccer Club has started something they called Silent Saturday, where parents just cannot yell from the sidelines at the players, the referees, or the coaches. No talking, <laughs> no yelling, no conversation. Um, I bet there are going to... And, and no cheering until the game is over. There are going to be people that have to muzzle their spouses yeah. like or put a mask on them so they can't because there are people that are watching their kids, I think more intense, but also football. Like I have a friend that they don't have people over on NFL Sundays because her husband is so out of control with the yelling and so intently focused that it's embarrassing to other people. Um, A lot of people are saying that this is ridiculous. This is absurd. This is so dumb. But uh, it turns out in the United States, about 10,000 soccer referees in the past five or six years have quit because of harassment. Oh, I think that's a made up statistic. Because 10, that that means, that means 10,000, that means every single state, 200 of them, I guess it's, yeah. Yeah. Those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.